Hare Krishna, everyone, and welcome back once again to our continuing lectures on the glories of our most beloved Sri Vrindavan Dham. Nama Om Vishnu Padaya, Krishna Prashtaya Bhutale, Srimati Bhaktivedanta Swamaniti Namane, Namaste Saraswati Deve, Goravani Pacharine, Nivishesha Shunyavadi, Paschata Deshatarane. All glories to Sri Prabhupada. So we are continuing with our mini-series on Stimulation for Ecstatic Love, and this will be part 52. In this lecture, I would like to speak on Krishna's Kastuba jewel, which, as we all know, hangs around his neck and rests on his lotus chest. We mentioned it actually several times in our last lecture about the Shivatsa mark on Krishna's chest. We actually quoted um, Srimad Bhagavatam 3.28.14, wherein it stated, quote, His chest has the mark of Srivatsa, and the brilliant Kastuba gem hangs around his neck. Srimad Bhagavatam. In fact, the relationship between the two is actually quite intimate, as explained by uh, Sridhar Swami in his commentary to Srimad Bhagavatam uh, 12. 11.10. He writes, Tasha Kastubasya Prabhanam Chaevashri Vatsam Bibharati. The illumination of the Kastuba gem is reflected in Krishna's soft Srivatsa hair. The illumination of the Kastuba gem is reflected in Krishna's soft Srivatsa hair. So let's go into some uh, detail about this mysterious gem. <laughs> the Sanskrit dictionary Amara Kosha states that the term ku refers to the earth and the verbal root shtub refers to uh, uh, spreading or pervading. So that jewel whose influence pervades the entire earth is known as kashtuba. Another meaning is that uh, Kushtuba refers to that which covers the earth, uh, literally meaning the oceans, since they pervade the earth. Thus the Acharyas say, <coughs> the jewel born from that Kushtub ocean is known as Kushtuba. During the churning of the ocean, this jewel was produced as one of the opulences manifested by the ocean. Now, a nice detail about this gem is given in the Karamadipika uh, 311. That book was written by Sri Keshava Kashmiri. <coughs> and he writes, Kastubhyam Bhanu Mantam. Kastuba is the effulgence of the sun. Kastuba is, is of the effulgence of the sun. <laughs> Literally, he writes. Now here's a really nice detail, but you have to listen carefully. Srila Vishwanath Chagavati Thakur, one of our great heroes, says in his commentary to Srimad Bhagavatam 2.2.10, Kastuba Ratnam Tad Gri Tita Hiranmaya Shuta Sahitam. The Kastuba gem is always to be understood as being accompanied by the golden lace that binds it to Bhagavan's neck. That's interesting because we learn that the Kastuba gem uh, hangs around Krishna's neck by a golden lace. Somebody might inquire, how's it hanging there? Well, there's, there's the answer. <coughs> now, again, Srila Sridhar Swami remarks on the Kastuba gem 
hanging on the chest of Krishna by a golden lace in a very poetic way, like poetry captures our minds. In his commentary to Srimad Bhagavatam 3.8.30, he writes poetically, <coughs> The Kastuba makes an appearance on Bhagavan's form just as gems make an appearance on great mountains. The Kastuba makes an appearance on Bhagavan's form just as gems make an appearance on great mountains. Now in Ananda Vindavan Champu uh, 2225, our Kavikanapur gives us a hint, a hint of the color of the Kastuba gem. He writes, Kastuba Rashmi Pura Shona Yamana Vara Moktika. And the word Shona Yamana literally means reddened, reddened. And in, um, I did a lot of research, you can see, in Krishna Bhavanamrita uh, 1265, Srila Vishnap Chagavati Thakur says, the Kastupa gem defeats the rising sun and moon and pervades the universe with redness. So there we have two confirmations, it's reddish. The Kastupa gem defeats the rising sun and moon and pervades the universe with redness. <coughs> now, <coughs> Srila Vishnath Chagavati Thakur also gives a wonderful, how could I say, a wonderful twist to this list of nectar. He writes in his commentary to Srimad Bhagavatam 3.28.26, and you have to listen carefully. <coughs> he writes, Kushtuba Manir Apiyena Bushita Shat Tam Katam. It is actually the Lord's neck that decorates the Kastuba, not the other way. Usually the gem decorates the neck, but Bhagavan is so beautiful that it appears as if his neck decorates the Kastuba gem. We've heard that before in some of our previous classes. Wow. And uh, I found in my research that Madhvacharya, Sripad Madhvacharya, has also mentioned the Kastuba jewel in his commentary to Srimad Bhagavatam uh, 3.15.19. He writes, Kastubo Brahmano Rupam, Kastubo Brahmano Rupam. Kastuba is the personification of the impersonal Brahman. We're getting different commentaries here. All perfect. Kastuba is the personification of the impersonal Brahman. Another wow. And once again, we hear from uh, Srila Vishnath Jagavati Thakur, <coughs> who reveals a, a, a deep secret about Kastuba, as he puts it, in his commentary to Srimad Bhagavatam 3.28.28. Therein he writes, Kastubhyas Yaiva Nanta Kirana Jiva. It's really interesting. The unlimited rays of the Kastuba gem are actually unlimited living entities. I found that quite amazing. <laughs> and it's confirmed <coughs> in Gopal Tapanai. Upanishad, Gopal Tapani Upanishad, uh, verse 67, where it says, Tejas Sva Swarupina. By its essence, its light, the Kastuba, is the shelter of all jivas. By its essence, is how it's put, its light, the Kastuba, is the shelter of all jivas. Wow. And in Srimad Bhagavatam, again, 328.28, it says, 
The Kastuba jewel on Krishna's neck represents Jiva Tattva, Chaityasha Tattvam. And one last verse in this connection. Srimad Bhagavatam 12, 11, 10 says, Upon his chest, the almighty unborn Bhagavan Hari wears the Kastuba gem, which represents the pure spirit soul. Wow. Now, it's important to mention here a point um, I've come across multiple times in, in my research, and that is that the devotees of the Lord in Vaikuntha who have uh, forms similar to him, that's called sarupya, sarupya um, they may have a, a, a conch, a chakra, a club, etc., but none of them have the Srivatsa mark or the Kastuba jewel. These two items, which we're discussing because they act as a stimulus for ecstatic love in the hearts of Krishna Bhaktas, are actually unique to the Lord. Last Friday, a previous lecture, I mentioned in his purport to Srimad Bhagavatam 6930, Sri Prabhupada confirms this. He writes, In Vaikuntha Loka, the Supreme Personality of Godhead has four hands and decorations like the Srivatsa mark on his chest and the gem known as Kastuba. These are uh, special indications of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Lord's personal attendants and other devotees of Vaikuntha have the same features except for the Srivatsa mark and the Kastuba gem. Just want to make that clear because we mentioned it about the Srivatsa mark. So make it clear about the Kastuba gem as well. Now another point uh, we have discussed is that although the paraphernalia of the Lord is eternal and thus always with him, when he descends for pastimes in, in the material world, such paraphernalia manifests to him in various ways as part of, of his leelas or pastimes in this world. Now for example, um, Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur states in his commentary to Srimad Bhagavatam 10.16.65 that when Krishna defeated Kaliya, his wives brought many valuable jewels as gifts to offer to Krishna, and the Kastuba was one of them. So this way, uh, the eternal Kastuba gem made its appearance in Krishna Leela in Vrindavan through the hands of the wives of Kaliya. Now in Radha Krishna Gonadisha Dipika Lagu uh, 131, our beloved Sri Rupa Goswami confirms this fact as follows. He writes, Kaliya entered the depths of his lake and offered the gem named Kastuba through his wives. Kaliya entered into the depths of his lake and offered the gem named Kastuba through his wives. So that eternal gem manifested 5,000 years ago in Krishna's pastimes in that particular way. And Srila Baladev Bidyabhushana also adds one more detail to this pastime in his commentary to Srimad Bhagavatam 10.16.66. He says, <clears throat> the Kastuba, which was present on the four-handed Vasudev form during Krishna's birth, then manifested itself in Kaliya's lake and then was offered to Krishna <coughs> through the wives of Kaliya. It's all tied together. <coughs> now, just a few more 
what, tasty details before we relate um, some pastimes. Srila Jiva Goswami says in his Lagu Vaishnava Toshani commentary on Srimad Bhagavatam uh, on 10.56.9 he writes although the glowing kastuba is present on Bhagavan's chest it only glows when desired by Bhagavan. Although the glowing kastuba is present on Bhagavan's chest it, it only glows when desired by Bhagavan, by Krishna. And Srila Rupa Goswami in his Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu 2157, he writes that the Kastupa gem can defeat many hosts of sons, yet by Bhagavan's desire it doesn't manifest its full effulgence. <laughs> the Kastupa gem can defeat many hosts of sons, yet by Bhagavan's desire it doesn't manifest its full effulgence. Now, of course, we could go on and on with so many verses. I quoted many verses and, and many details. Uh, why? Because our acharyas have written numerous literatures, actually, about the Kastuba jewel. Be before I started preparing this, this talk, I didn't know very much about Kastuba, but I just realized there's so many references to Kastuba jewel in the writings of our acharyas. Examples I found in my, in my research include the uh, Alankara Kushtuba of Sri Kavikarnapura, there's a lot more information there, and the Chanda Kushtuba um, of Sri Radha Dhamadhar Goswami, who uh, was the Diksha Guru of Baladev Vidyabhushana. Both those scriptures, but I think we've had enough scriptural references <laughs> to the Kastuba jewel. Now for a very beautiful pastime involving the Kastuba gem. Our beloved Vishwanath Chagavati Thakur writes uh, in his book, Sri Stava Amrita Lahari. Sri Stava Amrita Lahari. In there, there's a chapter called Swapna Vilas Amrita. Swapna Vilas Amrita. That translates as the nectarian pastime dream. It's about a dream Srimati uh, Radharani had one night when she fell asleep in Nitivan. And when she woke up the next morning, she told Krishna about her dream. A dream that had both, uh, it's described, enchanted her heart, but left her bewildered at the same time. She said to Krishna, My dear Krishna, I just had the most unusual dream. A golden-complexioned Brahmana was dancing and singing in the midst of a multitude of people along the bank of a river. Sometimes he called out, Oh Krishna! And sometimes he sighed, Oh Radha, where are you? Sometimes he fell to the ground, sometimes he acted wildly, uh, losing all composure, and sometimes he danced ecstatically with his loving associates. Hmm. He has made all the residents of this world, from the blades of grass up to Lord Brahma, loudly call out the name Krishna. I felt drawn to him. And because he sometimes cried out, O Radha, O Radha, I thought he could only be you. But the next moment he called out, O Krishna, O Krishna, just as I call out for you. I was forced to wonder if this effulgent Brahmana could somehow be me. But now I'm confused. 
If that Brahmana was you, then where was I? And if he was me, then where were you? <laughs> so Krishna took Radha's hand and started to tease her. He said, O Kutikini, Kutikini, it's a beautiful name for someone. O Kutikini means uh, my, my curious one. In the past, you have seen so many of my incarnations, Narayan, Varaha, Nishringa, without being confused. It's, um, it really is puzzling that you can't identify this Brahman. You've seen so many of my incarnations, so I think it's puzzling that you can't identify this Brahmana. Then something amazing happened. Krishna touched the Kastupa jewel on his chest, and Radha suddenly saw her dream unfolding within the Kastupa gem. And Vishwanath uh, Chakravarti Thakur, he writes, it's actually text five. At that moment, the Kastupa gem, knowing the meaning behind all this, began to shine. As soon as it did so, all the details of the dream were completely revealed. As it did so, all the details of the dream were completely revealed. And Vishwarath goes on to write, and because the Kastupa gem revealed everything, Radharani realized the Brahman in her dream was Krishna. Radharani realized the Brahman in her dream was Krishna. Not only Krishna, but the Brahmana was her as well. Hmm. Vishwanath quotes Radharani actually in text 6. Beloved, I now know what is in your heart and makes you smile. You are he, and I am also he. In other words, what was her realization? It was that Radha and Krishna had become one person. In the personality of Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the golden avatar, who would appear one day in Kali Yuga and flood the world with the nectar of the holy names. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, as confirmed. Sri Krishna Chaitanya, Radhe Krishna Nahiyanga that the Supreme Lord was originally one, but then he became two, as uh, Radha and Krishna, and he again became one in the personality of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Sri Krishna Chaitanya, Radha Krishna, Nayanga. Now, Srila Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami writes in Chaitanya Charitamrita Adi uh, Lila 1.6. The loving affairs of Radha and Krishna are transcendental manifestations of the Lord's internal pleasure-giving uh, potency. Although Radha and Krishna are one in their identity, previously they separated themselves. Now these two transcendental identities have again become united in the form of Sri Krishna Chaitanya. More confirmation from Chaitanya Taratamrita. Hmm. Uh, he goes on to say, I bow down to him who has manifested himself with the sentiment and complexion of Srimati Radharani, although he is Krishna himself. So at this point, uh, Vishwanath Jagavati Thakur, he, he goes on to write just how Radha concluded that the golden-colored Brahmana in her dream was Krishna. He writes that she understood this because she remembered Gargamuni's statement at Krishna's name-giving ceremony that this baby Krishna will appear one day as an incarnation with a yellowish golden complexion. 
And then he writes in the voice of Radharani speaking to Krishna. She speaks like this. Uh, in the king of Braja's presence, the learned Vedic scholar Gargacharya said that you will appear with a yellow complexion. He did not lie. So this dream of mine is true. It's not an illusion. In this dream, I've directly seen you. So Vishnath concludes in, in text 9 of Swapna Vilasamrita. If the bumblebee of the reader's mind drinks the nectar of this Swapna Vilas Amrita, then that intelligent reader will quickly awaken from the dream of materialistic doubt. Such a reader will attain Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He will sport in the ocean of pure love. He will attain the peerless mercy of the king of Vrindavan. <laughs> so nice. And one uh, very famous devotee uh, praises Radha and Krishna. To experience the utmost intimacy, Radha and Krishna united in one form within a grove of Nidivan and played the flute. Adopting that form and mood, the Lord of Vishwarupa has appeared in Nadia. That's so deep. To experience the utmost intimacy, Radha and Krishna have united in one form within a grove of Nidivan and played the flute. Adopting that form and mood, the Lord of Vishwarup, Chaitanya, has appeared in Nadia. Connecting Krishna Lila and Gaur Lila. <laughs> anyway, so after this discussion uh, about the dream, Radha and Krishna talked about their combined appearance as Lord Chaitanya and his blessings upon the world. It's described until their girlfriends joined them in Nidivan. Wow. Such a sweet and profound pastime, deep, but I, I hope I spoke on it in such a way we could all understand and relish. And if we think about it, all of us have received those blessings of Lord Chaitanya that the Acharyas have mentioned in their writings. Srila Prabhupada Saraswati writes in his uh, Viveka Satakam. It's one of my favorite books, actually, Viveka Satakam. It's described as 100 verses of wisdom. In chapter 1, entitled uh, Shri Chaitanya Chidrastakam. Shri Chaitanya Chidrastakam. Text number 3, he writes as follows. When the moon-like Lord Garanga appeared in Godadesh, glass became gold. Gold became a philosopher's stone. Vaidurya gems produced similar matchless jewels, and crows became like Garuda. Crooked, ugly trees became sandalwood trees, and barren trees became wish-fulfilling trees. Is this all not wonderful? Is this all not wonderful? <laughs> all right, Krishna. Wow. So I would like to finish today with a, with a meditation, which we can all memorize, <laughs> a meditation on who we are and what we want to be, what we want to become. Almost like... These days, they, they, people have mission statements. It's written by uh, a most learned and devoted Brajabhasi. I, I just love this, this verse. Having accepted the renounced order of life, my home is this Vrindavan forest. My bed is the soft dust of Vrindavan. The sky of Vrindavan is my blanket, and the flowering creepers of Vrindavan are my only belongings. The moon over Vrindavan is the lamp of my hopes, 
and my chanting beads are counting the days until I meet the divine couple, Shishi, Radha, and Krishna. Thank you, Prabhu. We've learned so much today about the Kastuba Jewel. So, throughout your daily activities, Shmaranam, try to remember uh, some of the details and the pastimes of this wonderful um, stimulus for ecstatic love in the hearts of devotees. And we'll be back uh, next Friday. Thank you so much. Shishi Gorni Thai Ki, Shishi Krishna Balaram Ki, Shishi Varashama Shundar Ki, Brindavaneshwari Shimati Varadhani Ki, Maya Purdam Ki, Shishi Gorni Thai Ki, Shri Krishna Sankirtan Yagya Ki, Nitai Gor Pimnandi, Jay Jay Sisirad Hey Sharm. Glorious to Shri